When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rams podcast presented by High Plains Strains, the Northeastern Colorado dispensary providing top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. If you give them a visit, be sure to mention DNVR to take advantage of their deals. Hope everybody has had a nice start to their week. Reacted earlier to the big time news that Tory Horton will be returning to Colorado State for the 2024 season. Just a massive, massive recruiting win for CSU football. A massive win for the program. A huge testament to the relationship that he has with Jay Norvell. I wrote a column on it this morning. Go back and check that out. We also did some takeaways from the basketball win. Pretty much what you would expect in a matchup against a team like CSU Pueblo, but still encouraging nonetheless. uh, We obviously have signing day coming up here on Wednesday. We'll have a signing day tracker. I will do a podcast where I kind of break the entire class down. Um, I am going to be out on the Western Slope for a couple of days, getting some family time um, around the holidays, which I'm very much looking forward to. But I'm still going to be out there cranking out content for all of you. We never sleep, not when we have a top 20 college basketball team. Currently, the number one recruiting class in the Mountain West and the best football player, I believe, in the conference coming back, although... I certainly would not push back on anybody that makes the argument for Ashton Gianti. Dude's a freak. Don't get me wrong. Dude is a freak. Uh, but I was fortunate to be able to catch up with Eli Becker, founder of Heat Check College Basketball, one of the brightest minds in the game. I just kind of wanted to pick his brain a little bit on the Mountain West, on CSU. What surprised him? It was a lot of fun. I think you guys are going to enjoy this. He's always great. So shout out to him. Make sure you support him on social media. And again, go check out that website, Heat Check College Basketball. It is the bee's knees. Without further ado, that interview with my man, Eli Becker. All right, we've got a special guest on DNVR Rams podcast presented by High Plains Strains, my good friend, Eli Becker, founder of Heat Check College Basketball, one of the uh, the longest friends we've had on this pod. I think he's been on the show going back to my very first year in like 2019 at DNVR. So it's it's great to have him back on. We were chopping it up a little bit before we started recording. But Eli is one of the best basketball minds around. I wanted to get him on because in particular, he follows the Mountain West as well as anybody. First things first, though, I, you know, I know we talked about some of the work stuff. How are you doing as a sports fan? Because I was really pulling for you guys in the Otani sweepstakes. I was like, the Ichiro connection, he's going to end up in Seattle. It's going to be perfect. And then the universe just smacks all of baseball fans, except for the Dodgers. And he obviously ends up in uh, the devil's country. Right, right. Well, uh, first of all, it's always it's always a great time to hop on and chat with you. Always love talking Mountain West hoops and the like with you and music and all different sorts of things. So it's a pleasure to hop on as usual. Um, well, what I can say is I am so grateful for UW Husky football right now because the, the Mariners are not putting me in a good place. I was leaning into the 2022 postseason run thinking that 
this was not going to be what the first 20 years of my Mariners fandom was going to be like. And instead they're cutting payroll and trading my favorite players and not going after Otani, all this kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm just going to have to live with the reality that I'm rooting for a small market baseball team in what is a large market city, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense and just have oh, to be Oh, trust okay. me. We, we can sympathize <laughs> here in Colorado. Yeah. yeah, there, there are some, there are some similarities there for sure. Um, so that was a bummer and we just hope that some of these marginal fringe guys can somehow find a way to win 87 games or whatever and make some magic in October. But for now, uh, for now it's all UW football. That's the only hope that, as far as my <laughs> sports teams are concerned because the Chicago Bears aren't doing too hot either and that's about all I got. I'll always have 2007 as a Rockies fan. Rocktober lives on, baby. Um, how are you feeling going into the college football playoff? I. They survived a gauntlet. I actually thought Washington should be the number one seed just because of their strength of record and the fact that they were able to be the only Pac-12 team that managed to survive this murderous schedule. Yeah, it I, it, it felt like UW got in by a sliver and had they not beaten Oregon for a second time on a neutral field, uh, I don't think they would have gotten in. And it's crazy because of what the team accomplished the first 13 weeks of the season that it required them to go undefeated against a gauntlet of a schedule. Um, it's, I mean, they're, they're, I'm, I'm super fortunate that, that you're not my, going to say, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's gosh, that's brutal for them too. I, I get it, but it's still brutal. Um, I'm, I'm super fortunate. It's really cool for the university to, uh, have the opportunity to win the last PAC 12 championship. It still feels weird to say that and just have all of the, the credentials and accolades that comes with reaching the college football playoff. I think it's going to be really good for the university. And um, I, I have a bone to pick with the college football playoff process and everything like that, knowing that so much of the conversation just came down to, I don't know, seems like a lot more opinions are affiliated with the college it's football style points. Process. It's not necessarily resume, yeah. which is, yeah, it's, I don't know. And I'm, I think I'm they just got it right based on how they do it. But I think how they do it is objectively a frustrating process for much of the country, which that's why I understand the the process. I don't know. So much of it is style points. I would have argued Penix should be the Heisman winner over Daniels, despite Daniels insane numbers, just because Daniels isn't going to play in a game that matters and they lost the ones that did. So I, I don't know. It, it's frustrating at times. I love college football to death, but at the same time, that subjective process and, and there's some subjectivity obviously with the NCAA tournament process as well. But I just like that for a team like CSU as a, a guy that follows, you know, as a, an alum of CSU, like theoretically CSU could win a national championship in college basketball. And we'll get into that, like what you view as this team's ceiling and all that. But you know, on the football side, it's like maybe if they go undefeated, and also all the other strings, you know, happen to go the right way. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of a deflating process. Yeah, it, it is. I'm so, it, it makes me just more fortunate or more grateful that college basketball is set up the way it is. And there's always going to be gripes about that process, but it's way different than debating whether or not, and like Florida State, for example, whether or not, and you can say what you want about it, but a, an undefeated team that doesn't have a chance to compete for a national championship. And then you compare it to college basketball where you could win zero games in the regular season. And if you win three games in your conference tournament, you have, you technically have a chance to win a national championship. And maybe that's like 
too far on the opposite end, but it's what it's what people gravitate towards, and that's why college basketball is such a, is such a special sport, especially in the month of March, because yeah, if you have a chance, like every team has a chance. CSU is going to have a chance. San Diego State's going to have a chance. Everybody is, and they and especially proved that last year, given what the Final Four was. So um, yeah, it's 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 cool. College basketball set up the way it is, and hopefully that doesn't change with all of the other changes that are happening to college sports. So. Fingers crossed. Fingers always crossed when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, I like where you took that, though, because one of the things I've kind of been talking about this year, just in terms of CSU jumping into the rankings as early as they did, this was the first time they've ever been ranked in November, which they earned it. Don't get me wrong. Their resume speaks for itself. But I do feel like San Diego State making that run to the national championship kind of validated the Mountain West in a way that was needed because so much of the narrative nationally was yeah, they're a fun league. They're frisky. You don't want to play them in non-conference play in December and, and all that, but they're kind of fraudulent come March to get that run. And again, like the, the 2020 San Diego State team, I still think could have won a title. Like people overlooked the Nevada run under Musselman, but I think it's been huge. And I do think it has benefited CSU a little bit, even maybe like keeping their ranking after losing to a St. Mary's team who we all know is great but came in with a losing record. I mean, it was at home. I think in previous years, maybe the voters drop CSU and don't show them the, the respect as early as they have. Yeah, I, I could not agree with that anymore. I think that San Diego State really validated the conference in a big way through just playing five games or six games last year um, and, and winning five of them to get, to get to the national championship. Because like you said, this conference... I mean, and you mentioned the 2020 San Diego State team. I think that was at least a Sweet 16, if not an Elite 8 team or even better. You mentioned the Nevada's Eric Musselman teams. They were very good, too. But beyond that, I mean, Mount West has had a lot of... rough for the majority of the last decade. It's been brutal. Like, if you compare how many NCAA tournament wins the average seed... Uh, picks up during a tournament run like for an average one seed you'd expect i think it's like 3.3 wins or something like that the mountain west has the worst differential of any conference in college basketball over the last 20 years meaning that based on their seeds they should have won i don't know 10 12 however many more games than they have won collectively as a league over the last decades And, and that's worse than like a lot of these conferences that are one bids every year like the northeast conference that just won its first game ever when fairly dickinson beat purdue like even they have a it's it's different but even they have a better differential now because they have that victory um so it was huge and gosh the conference is fortunate because everyone else flamed out besides san diego state again so um it's it was it's really big for the conference i think the i don't want to say the non-casual fan but i think the good college basketball fan knows that this is a very strong conference and is not all that different than say the ACC or the Pac-12, given that they have roughly around the same number of top 50 teams, the bottom is probably stronger in the Mountain West than it is in the ACC or the Pac-12. And and so long as that for this conference, and we'll probably go over this too, but if you can win a lot of these quality games in November and December, and it puts you in a better position to have seeds in March that are providing more favorable matchups, then, then that in itself just allows you to win more games in March when it really matters. What's what's uh, surprised you the most about the Mountain West so far this season? I think a lot of people expected the league to be good. A CSU was picked fifth. They've obviously come out hotter than expected. I'll, I'll get your thoughts on CSU as a whole, but what's just kind of stood out to you about the league? 
Yeah, I, I think it's been better than I expected. I, I think that in large part, if you told me that over a month into the season that there would be a team ranked in the top 20 and it wouldn't be San Diego State, I'd be very, very surprised. And uh, that's a testament to what Nico Medved and his staff has done with CSU so far this season. But even that, and it's it's probably just one tier of probably five, if maybe six teams, because Boise State's played a really hard schedule and they've still managed to be eight and three without any bad losses. But looking at Nevada and Utah State and what they've done to this point in the season, I believe they're 19 and two combined, and they have pretty clean resumes to this point. Uh, I think they still are probably going to need to probably win a few games against the upper echelon in the conference, but Utah State in particular, first-year head coach, didn't return a single point from last year, and I think they might it's be the wild. one in the conference. Yeah, there's still be at this point where, gosh, they're, they just have to probably finish in the top half of the Mountain West, and they're knocking on the door of an at-large bid. And that's uh, Utah State with the uh, coaching changes that they've had there in recent years. It's been really remarkable, the consistency this program's had overall, despite – Players coming in and out, coaches coming in and out. Uh, I think it says a lot about their investment into the basketball program. They've hired well. You know that it's going to be a, a tough place to play when they're competitive. The students turn out in a major way. I actually had in my notes, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. I wanted to ask you, bigger surprise, Utah State hot start or San Diego State kind of sputtering a little bit? And I, I still think the Aztecs are firmly in that top three range and come March, like they're not going to be a team you want to play. But I mean... They were UC Irvine self-imploding away from dropping that third game. So like they don't have a bad loss just yet, but they've also eked out a couple of wins that weren't exactly confidence inspiring. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, I think that I think that's a good question. Utah State's been, been very surprising so far, but you're you're right about San Diego State. I thought they would have a very legitimate chance to roll through their non-conference slate. Uh, BYU's proven to be a lot better than we anticipated. That's not going to be a bad loss by any means. Grand Canyon, I think, I, I mean, I gave I think it's a, a Q1 point. loss, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Both of those should be because they're both on the road as well. But a lot of their wins haven't been all that inspiring. And a lot of those neutral site games to, to go to overtime against Washington and against California, they had to come back, I think, from double digits against UC San Diego and just barely won that one with uh, – with the late bucket and same deal against UC Irvine. So between uh, they're eight and two right now, two of the wins have come in overtime. Two other wins have been a late bucket. I mean, this team could reasonably be what four and six, if the ball just bounced a different way. So that's, that's crazy to think about. Um, and I know that they've been banged up. Liddy missed some games. I know Tremel has been banged up too. And it just said, they're, they're trying to mix in some different pieces and there are a lot of young guys in the rotation, but I think come March, they're still going to be one of, if not the top dog in the conference. It's just kind of like, it's it's the safest bet you can make in the Mountain West is that SDSU is going to be ready to go in Vegas. Well, yeah, I mean, that's come conference tournament time. That's the running joke. And like Dutchers even mentioned that like maybe it hasn't been good for them NCAA tournament wise because they put so much into the conference tournament. It felt like kind of a soft excuse to me being completely honest, just because it's like you got a week in between the games, but um, I, I was, I was stoked to see San Diego state make the run last year. I'm a big mountain West guy. I want what's best for my university, obviously in the evolving landscape of college athletics, but I love the mountain West. I think it's a really underrated football league. I think it's an even more underrated basketball league, just with the, the way it, it 
holds up. And I mean, you've seen that with how CSU has been able to pull off the four high major victories, really decisive win against Creighton, probably the best win of the season so far, but really handled CU uh, well at home. What surprised you the most about this start by CSU and like how much have your expectations for this group shifted since the preseason? Yeah, I mean, I I can't say that I saw this coming, but I I did feel like Colorado State entered the season with a lot of potential to be very, very good. And it seemed like it was a safe assumption that CSU is probably going to have one of this probably top 20 offenses in, in America. And it was probably going to be a matter of whether this defense could reach at least top 100 and if not top 120, because last year they're, they're pretty brutal on the defensive end. And well, I mean, it was a wonky situation injury wise, but yeah, it was, it was rough. Yeah. And uh, I'm just looking at right now, 199th and adjusted efficiency last year. That's just not going to get it done no matter how good the offense is. And it has been very, very good under Nico Medved, but to just raise the ceiling to now, and it says it on paper, and I think it says it just on what this team has done throughout the season. It's legitimately a top 10 offense in college basketball. And with Isaiah Stevens running the show, he has all the experience and the pedigree in the world and has just really diversified his skill set throughout the years. And I know there were some questions after David Roddy left, whether he was going to be able to carry that workload and be the guy. And he's he's flourished in that role. And with some of the added weapons like it's 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 awesome because Colorado State has so many weapons but it's not necessarily the biggest I don't want to say name brand team but besides Isaiah Stevens there aren't many I'd say national guys are going to point to you know Patrick Cartier who's going to be the guy or you know Josiah Strong and Jalen Lake when they're healthy and so on and so forth but the this team when the, the spacing is right with this group like that's that's what makes them so dangerous because so many of the offensive sets that CSU runs Everyone has so much surface area that they're covering on the court that they can just space the court perfectly and it just provides so many good looks. And when you have Stevens that's going to distribute or he's going to attack, it's just so difficult to defend. So I think the offense is, has been phenomenal. And now that they've they've raised the ceiling of their defense to, to gain 100 spots or so in defensive efficiency, that's a big deal. And I think that's what puts CSU in the position where now they can reasonably contend for the Mountain West title. And I don't know how many people would have said that a month or two ago. Should they still be considered the front runner in your estimation as of right now? I would say as of right now, I'd say yes. I think that it's probably a very, very slim margin. It's between... a deep league. Like, I mean, I, I don't <laughs> think any Ram fans listening would take it as a slight if you said, I mean, obviously New Mexico has been really good. Nevada has been really good. Resume-wise, I think CSU has the the most impressive resume as of now. But I mean, it's a lot. It's a long season, and obviously, it's a battle of attrition to some extent as well. Yeah, it it totally is. I think it's awesome that Moby Arena looks like what it looks like right now. And I know they lost the game to St. Mary's, but gosh, that was a phenomenal environment, and it just says a lot about what CSU is going to look like come conference time. Because when they welcome in. San Diego State and New Mexico and Nevada and all these schools, like it's going to be rock set and that's going to be a very challenging place to play. So yeah, I, I mean, you could reasonably make the argument for the top six as the team that ultimately wins the conference. I, and I haven't said that ever as far as long as I've been covering the mountain West, that there are this many teams that can win the national title. But in terms of seeding the, the team that has the best resume to date and has proven the most, I think it's hands down Colorado state to this point. 
All right, we'll get right back to that interview with Eli, but I do want to shout out the homies over at the Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas's first ever adult-only casino resort. This place is sick. It's the world's largest sports book. It's three stories. It takes 10 people to operate the 10, uh, 78 million pixel screen. Excuse me, I was way off. They've got excellent food options from Victory Burger and Wings Company, Project Barbecue. Their casino is awesome. It's 7,000 square feet with two levels, over 1,300 slots, 48 table games, dancing dealers. I'm telling you, when you're there, you really don't have the, the need to go anywhere else. you got the sweet sports book. You've got great food options. It's nice and clean in there. The rooms are awesome. Stadium Swim is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Uh, it's open 365 days a year. They've got six pools, two spas, over 15,000 feet of wet space. This place is awesome. Watch all your favorite sports action poolside. Live the high life just like you deserve. If you're heading out to Vegas anytime soon, make sure you book your stay at the Circa Resort and Casino and use our code DNVR20 for 20% off. Also, the Circa Sportsbook app is available for download in Colorado. Just download at circasports.com. Circa Sports Bets can be made while physically located in the state of Colorado. Must be 21 or older, all rights reserved. Circa Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER or visit problemgamblingcolorado.org. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day. I gave it a try because I wanted to be healthier, but I'm not a big supplement guy if I have to take 14 vitamins, 18 shakes. It's just not going to happen. Ain't nobody got time for that. I do want better gut health. I mean, it's something I've honestly struggled with going back to when I was, shoot, like 14 years old. I got my gallbladder out at 15. It's, it's been a never-ending struggle, but you know, I always want to do what I can to kind of boost my health. I wanted to have more energy, a boosted immune system, all that. And again, I just wanted to do it conveniently. If you drink AG1 in the morning, it's super easy. Just one scoop in a cup of water, 8 to 12 ounces, boom, you're good to go. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more, all in one simple drinkable habit. It's a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, whole food source uh, nutrients. It really is everything that you could ever need. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. This is a great way for you to take care of your body to get 75 high-quality ingredients. Gives me all the nutrients, and again, I just feel better when I take it. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, try AG1, get a free supply of vitamin D, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash rams. That's drinkag1.com slash rams. How important is winning the conference in terms of seeding, in, in your opinion? I think it's uh, it's almost like... I don't know if chicken and the egg is the right adage here, but if you win the conference, that means you have a lot of great victories. And if Colorado State wins four or five games against that upper tier of the conference, that means they've got several Q1, Q2 wins on their resume. So that in itself lends its way to great seeding and inclusion into the NCAA tournament. So I I think it's a, a bigger deal for the university, I think it's great for the coaching staff when they can cut down the nets, and uh, it's probably good for recruiting and, and that that kind of trickle down effect. But I think just the wins that you get along the way and preventing as many bad losses as you can to, sorry, but the Wyoming, San Jose State, therefore like those types of teams. If you can prevent those losses, Fresno State as well, um, and and just 
get as many wins against the upper tier, then it puts yourself in the position where you can get a six seed like you did two years ago, or you could be San Diego State like last year and get a five seed and have some winnable games. I've seen them projected as high as a three of late. It's a long year, though. I mean, I, I think the conference slate is going to be just brutal. Like, I, I mean, it's one of the things I talked about after St. Mary's. If if you're going to panic after one loss, there there certainly will be more to come. It's it's not going to be a, an Indiana Hoosiers situation here. But I do think this team is good enough to be, you know, like a 25-plus win team and in the mix for the, the Mountain West Championship. I'm obviously biased. I've known Isaiah for like six years now. I've covered his entire career. Could not love the guy more. I objectively believe he is the best point guard in college basketball. I understand there are more explosive guys out there, maybe guys who are better pure shooters, although I think Isaiah's development as a scorer, which is one of the things you were kind of alluding to earlier, has been, been excellent. He's such a great shot creator for himself as well as a facilitator. Is it a homer thing of me to say, though, if I say Isaiah Stevens, best point guard in college basketball right now? No, it's it's not a homer thing. I, he's he's on the short list for sure. If he's not in the top three, he's absolutely in the top five. And if we're looking at it this way, and it's hard to name every, all these guys off the top of my head, but he's he's going to be in the same conversation as Tristan Newton from UConn, Purdue's Braden Smith, probably Tyler Kolick from Marquette, uh, maybe Dewan Harris from Kansas. But the thing that makes Isaiah Stevens different from each of the other guys that I named is his overall skill set where he, if you need him to get a bucket, he can go ISO and he can get you a bucket. If you need him to set up an offensive set and find the open man, he'll do that. He can defend. He's, he's improved a ton as a defender during his time in a, in a CSU uniform. And I just think with a lot of the other guys who were mentioned in the same conversation, like for example, Tyler Cloak's, elite as a distributor he's probably the best distributor in the country but is he as high level of a score the same can be said about Dewan harris is can he get a bucket like isaiah stevens can is he going to defend like isaiah stevens can i and it's I don't anywhere know. on the like, floor too like there isn't yeah. a spot he can't get to and there isn't a spot he can't create a quality look from oh absolutely like i, I was just watching shortly before we hopped on the turnaround jumpers that he he is able to get in the wing like it's not normal for a player of his size and stature to find that spot and get that bucket or even try to rely rely on that type of bucket because that's not easy to to do it a lot of other guards will try to just slash and draw a foul or they'll drive and dish it's he he does so much even so that's even some things that aren't necessarily seen or will show up in the box score that allows the rams to be where they are right now but He's totally on the short list. I would say that he's the best point guard in America. I and I don't think that you may choose a different guy, but it's there. It's it's definitely not a bad take. It's not one that will get any sort of backlash because he's right there. He's 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 phenomenal. He's a, and he's a great player and and great player as well. So, based on the growth he's shown, especially defensively, which I think would be his biggest uh, question mark as a pro prospect these last couple of years. Is there a path forward in the NBA for a guy like Isaiah Stevens, or is the the height thing just going to be too big of a a setback? It it always, I mean, it always is. I think for players in this conference, the size and stature is a really big deal, and the age is a really big deal. And I know that some of the biggest stars in this league have dealt with that and have had to go like the G League route. But I mean, I, 
Uh, they're entirely different players, but I look at the Martin twins and the NBA career that they've carved out, and I I didn't necessarily see see that coming. Um, like Gian Clavel, who I thought was going to be an absolute stud at the next level, like he hasn't been an NBA guy. I can't say even off the top of my head where he's playing right now. Um, Puerto Rico. So I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. What's, what's that? I think Puerto Rico, and then he also plays in like Eastern Europe. Okay. Well, I mean, it's if I mean if you can get a pro check playing basketball, then gosh, it, given how challenging it is nowadays and how global of a sport it is, then then that's awesome. But it's, I mean, Isaiah is going to be a pro if he doesn't make it yeah. in the NBA. He's going to make a, a nice living in Spain or Italy or Germany or one of those. Yeah, t- uh, totally. Yeah, I think he he will definitely be making money and making his checks off professional basketball, and um, happy for him for that because he's uh, he's. he's it's been a pleasure to interview during my time covering this conference. He's he's been loyal to CSU, which is not what we've seen, not necessarily for CSU, but just college sports in general, the way the transfer portal is nowadays. And he's definitely going to be championed um, these next handful of months. And after his his jersey is is long gone and then hung up in, I imagine the Moby Arena Raptors someday. So it's it's been really fun to follow his career. It better be. It's been a it's been a common discussion point among CSU fans. If you're not going to retire four, like whose number would you retire at this point? The guy's going to leave with every record in the book. He's about to be CSU's all-time leading scorer. He's already the Mountain West all-time leading assist leader. I mean, he's he's going to do it all. And if he can have just any type of postseason success, I don't even think it's like you can argue it. Yeah, uh, I mean, there there aren't going to be many more accomplished players when it's said and done in comparison to Isaiah Stevens. So he's he's been that good, and I'm glad. We can uh, we can just enjoy these next three months, and it's it's awesome to see for the Rams to be on the national uh, echelon here in, in his final season. I think it's it couldn't have been a better way for for this to wrap up, and we still got three three plus months to go. So I can't wait, man. High Plains Strains provides top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. Check them out for all your needs, including infused edibles, high potency concentrates, some of the best flour in the state. There are three High Plains Strains locations in Colorado, one in Log Lane Village, one in Garden City, one in Sedgwick. If you're out in northeastern Colorado, they are absolutely the dispensary for you. Save time and order online at highplainsstrains.com. Then pick up conveniently with all of their drive-thrus. Each location has a drive-thru. So clutch. Make sure you use that code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores. You can get a full ounce for $80. Veritas 8ths are $25. Mammoth 1 gram cartridges are 15, exquisite extracts 4 for 40. Remember to use that code DNVR online or mention DNVR in store to take advantage of these high plane strains deals. Finally, take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. They're an independent sunglasses company, but they make a world-class product that's on par with any expensive pair I've ever worn. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. I could not talk these glasses up enough. What's really great about Shady Rays is they offer the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every single pair is backed by lost and broken replacements. What that means, if you break or lose your pair, even day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. If you want to check them out in person, head over to the Park Meadows Mall for a full-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. If you don't love them, just exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop. They always have your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated 
five stars by over 250,000 people. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but just real quick before we go, we've been very complimentary, very positive. If you were to, you know, uh, flip the the roles here just for discussion wise, and you were going to say, this is why you should maybe doubt CSU in the long run. Are, are there any areas you could maybe poke holes or do you have any areas of concern? Well, I think the first and foremost is going to be health moving forward. And that's been something that has been lingering for Colorado State really since the summer, uh, as, as far as I've heard with, with different it's ailments. It's been a battle. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's, it's been a battle. I think especially with probably the biggest beneficiary of this team right now or their biggest weapon being their, their depth on the wings and just kind of their overall offensive ability to be down late and strong right now. And I know it might not be all that long-term. We hope that they, they come back as, as quickly as possible, but that's going to be something to monitor. And in the meantime, you just can't afford to drop games to poor teams in the process like it and loyal marymount that's i know it's a game that's upcoming but um that's that's one that is huge because if you can get down on the road that's probably a q q2 win that's great for the resume and just in, in the process just especially when you're dealing with ailments if you can prevent poor losses it just really bodes well for the rest of the season but i'd like to see the defense just continue to uh, continue to rise and and defend shots at a high level. I know they've made substantial progress from last season, but I think there's still room to grow and and still hanging around about hundredth nationally in defensive efficiency. I I still think there's potential for CSU to finish the year probably closer to maybe 50, 60, 70. And I think if they're healthy, the they can get there. Like yeah. I think we saw it against Creighton yeah. at their full peak, and when you have. But the perimeter defense without Lake and Strong has been, it was better against CSU Pueblo Division II team, what it should be. But it has been something that I've pointed out a couple of times now. They're giving up driving lanes a little more frequently. They're giving up more open looks. Like, I do think Tavy Jackson and, you know, kind of being healthy is going to be a, hopefully a big impact for this team. But I'm right there with you. I mean, it all comes down to the defensive side. It was the same deal two years ago. Like, we knew that team could get buckets. You had Roddy and Isaiah what's your defensive ceiling? And I actually think this team top to bottom, while they don't have a guy who can take over quite in the unique way that Roddy can, Isaiah can create a shot wherever he wants, but David physically could just do some things in the post that, you know, most guys aren't going to be able to do. And then also put it on the floor and take it and everything. I think this team top to bottom is deeper and more versatile. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. And it, it feels a little crazy to say because that team was so special, but there, there is a lot of versatility on this roster, and so many different players who can put up big points. Like it's, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be crazy if we just ran into any given night where uh, anyone besides, uh, you know, I, Isaiah Stevens obviously is going to get his own, but like any other player on this team who gets common rotational minutes can reasonably lead the team in scoring, and especially when you have the ball in the hands of Isaiah Stevens for the majority of the time knowing that there are so many weapons around and that, again, the spacing, and I'd love to see one of the the geniuses who can put this together, like a Jordan Sperber type or Evan Miakow or one of those guys, just to, just to break it all down. But I think that the way that this team is able to get quality offensive looks and is able to put the ball in the basket is just going to be so hard for opposing teams to defend because Stevens is a star, but they don't necessarily need him to 
get you 20 or 25 to win the game because there's so many other players around them. So continue to monitor the defense. Like you said, they're, they're awesome against Creighton flying around and hand in the face of every jump shooter, which is really hard to do against Creighton. Um, if that's the peak of what CSU can be the next three months and gosh, this is a, this is a really dangerous team that could be a very, very tough out in March. And I know that's what a lot of Rams fans are, are hoping for. I'm going to let you go, but real quick, uh, who in your estimation, you don't have to go like full deep dive, but who's been the best team in college basketball to start the season? I'd say Purdue. I know that there's a lot of skepticism about uh, Matt Painter's squad, just given how the recent tournaments have, have fallen apart rather quickly against some, some of the weaker teams. But until proven otherwise, man, it's, it's going to be tough to defend Zach Eady, and especially with the way the backcourt has come around. I'll I'll go with the the safe bet now and and say that Purdue is the best team in college basketball. But there's some some good teams in that top five, that's for sure. UConn's high level, I still think offensively is like when they turn it on, it, it's something else. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I saw them in Seattle, and just the way that they're able to to flip a game so fast, it's like in a blink of an eye. When I think it went from a five point game to a thirteen point game in a, a minute or so. It's just but like, they did the whole tournament. Yeah, it's just like Dan Hurley's got to figure it out, especially against these non-conference teams. Not to say that he hasn't been good in Big East play, but man, he's just rolling through a lot of these teams. And a lot of it has to come down to those those 10 12 runs that they're able to assemble. Your Husky's going to win the Natty? Gosh, I hope so, man. I know we, we can't we can't bet on our own teams here in the state of Washington, but man, I'd, I'd put down a couple bucks on them. I sure would like it and would love to see it. I've, I've I got a good feeling about this. I think it's wide open, so I, I don't like I, I don't hate UW's chances. I like it, man. Thank you so much for doing this. It's always great to have you on. Make sure you guys go check him out on Twitter X, whatever you call it these days. Check out everything they're doing at Heat Check CBB. Some of the best national college uh, basketball content around. The whole staff is fire. So make sure you check that out. And seriously, man, thank you and happy holidays. Absolutely. appreciate it. Same to you.